Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording at the Home Bunker. Folks, I cannot believe it. We have made it to the last Woke AF Daily episode of 2022. First of all, special announcement, we will be this very hardworking team that is made up of myself and my producer, Andrew, who have been working together for the last five years, are taking a break between Christmas and New Year's. So there will not be new content because what we've decided is that we're going to take our own advice, which is I tell folks to rest all the time, to take a break so that you don't have a breakdown. And, you know, what you don't know is that in order to have content between the week of Christmas and New Year's, it requires a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of pre-taping. And as you all know, I am also the host of two other shows. And so our gift to ourselves this year was to say, hey, we're actually going to take a real break and allow ourselves to breathe. So today's episode will be the last episode until we return with fresh content in January. So folks, let's now, that housekeeping is out of the way, take a look back at 2022. You know, I've been doing a lot of reflective year-in-review TV shows, quick plug, I will be on Simone's show on Christmas Eve at 4 p.m. on MSNBC. So if you are cooking and preparing for a Christmas dinner and you want to still keep up on the news or watch her year in review, check that out at 4 p.m. Eastern on Christmas Eve. I will also be joining, did a wonderful pre-tape, which I'm really excited about folks seeing, with the Reverend Al Sharpton for his 12th annual Revy Awards. 
which will take place on both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day at 5 p.m. Eastern. And if you don't want to watch it on the holiday, then just DVR it. But I will be on your television on both of those days. So as I've been doing these year in reflection, I have been kind of thinking about my own, you know, year of reflection. What have I been through this year? And for the past couple of years, since COVID, probably, right? So since 2020, I have spent New Year's Eve in my wonderful apartment, saging, journaling, lighting candles, setting intentions. And it it has been a really wonderful way to end the year. I realized that in my youth, when I was younger, I wanted to be at every party, do everything. I've watched the ball drop in Times Square. I've gone to house parties. I've gone to big club parties. I've gone to sleepovers and hangouts. And, you know, New Year's Eve for my entire life, even as a kid, was always a big deal. My grandparents used to throw, you know, huge family parties and people would come in from all over to their holiday parties. So New Year's Eve in my household and my life has always played a major part. And I think that as I got older and, you know, we all went through this thing called a global health pandemic and slowed down a bit and started to ask ourselves, well, how do I really want to start the new year? Do I want to start it hungover and clinging to a toilet because I have imbibed too much the night before? Do I want to start it out exhausted? And because of the last couple of years, you know, all of those big plans that, that you're usually deciding in between, you know, weren't happening. And so I found myself on, you know, one year having a wonderful, you know, early New Year's Eve lunch with one of my best friends and then, you know, off to go do our own thing in the evening. I have, you know, had wonderful dinners, early dinners with my sister because she would usually fly out to head back abroad on New Year's Eve. And so that had become our tradition. And I found myself really enjoying the solitude and kind of being with my thoughts and not alone. I mean, I'm FaceTiming all, you know, throughout after the ball drops, FaceTiming and connecting with people and wishing everyone well. But there is something, if you do have the ability to even, you know, entertain the idea, and I know many of you are parents or grandparents or caregivers, and so you probably don't have the opportunity to be in solitude. But if you do, even for an hour, even for an hour, not even the whole night, even for an hour. I mean, if it's before you're getting ready to go out and do your, you know, big New Year's Eve thing, take an hour to yourself. You know, clear the space out wherever you are, light a few candles, sit down in quiet or listening to some type of meditative track or classical music or something, whatever helps you get into the zone of just being at ease, being you know, equal at equilibrium, being in flow and not in a rush and quieting your mind. And really reflect and find, let's say five things to be grateful for that happened in 2022 to you personally. Could be, you know, 
things with work. It could be things with home. It could be I kept my plant alive all year. It could be I cooked something different that I never cooked before, or I called that person instead of waiting for them to call me. But think of five things to be grateful for, for the year. And then set your intention. Because, you know, folks, regardless of how the year actually 2023 shapes up, and we don't know, right? But regardless of what is happening on the outside, because we know that there will be turmoil, we know that there will be pain, we know that there will be more historic political events and historic catastrophic storms, we know that there'll be more death, we know that there'll be more anxiety. You can't control everything that is happening around you. But the things that you can control is what is happening inside of you. And the gift that I have received over the last couple of years is really being able to be more focused on how I am feeling about a thing, what my perception is about something that is happening the ability to disrupt old records that are playing in the back of our minds that are telling us that we need to be doing more or producing this or we're not worthy of rest or why am I taking a nap? And recognize that, you know, I believe that it was Gandhi, you know, who said that if you really want to change the world, start with yourself. And I find that those things, those kind of, cliche, you know, quotes or things that affirmations that people say, they're really true. They're based in a lot of facts that if you really do want to see changes in the world, then start to model that. Because what I have found and what we all know is that marinating in the madness telling ourselves that we're not deserving of rest, that we're only worth what we can produce, never getting off of that treadmill, beating ourselves up for the littlest things doesn't serve us. You know, I joked with a friend the other day and I said that if calling myself every name in the book, every time that my weight goes up and down and up and down, if being mean to myself was the key to being thin, then I would be a supermodel. Right? If beating myself up for not fitting into the right dress or the right size at the right time in the right moment, pressuring myself to say, well, oh my God, I'm going to see these people in two weeks, so I must lose 25 pounds in two weeks. If that were helpful, then it would have worked by now. Right? And I just use that as one example. The point is that the world is mean enough. The world is angry enough. The world, if you allow it, will kick your ass up and down the street, unrelenting. It is the loving of ourselves and allowing that love to really grow, to really root in us, that allows us to have the light and the energy to love up on those around us. And then through that love, through that peace, through that light, we make cracks into the darkness, right? 
We find some light in the tunnel that we find ourselves in at times. And no, it isn't the oncoming train, right? It is growing that light that we allow to get dimmed throughout the year, dimmed and dinged by other people's outside opinions, by their expectations, that sometimes by the time that we get to this time of year, we're exhausted and overrun with obligations, grief. You know, the end of the year is not always happy for people. It is just yet another stressor, another thing that they have to do. And so I say to you, shift the narrative. Give yourself back some peace. Give yourself back some gratitude for making it through this year. Because frankly, too many people did not. Whether it were celebrities that we lost tragically, whether it was family members that you lost abruptly, or loved ones, or pets, they call it the present because it really is a gift. And I also find that reflection is a gift. Not the turning over our shoulders and saying, well, I should have and I could have and all of that. No. But deep reflection that is actually rooted in gratitude. For me, the last couple of years in building my own gratitude practice, I can't express to you how much it has really fundamentally changed my life. Because things that used to send me into a downward spiral of just darkness and despair, now I have the power to disrupt that thought and ask myself, is that real? Is that true? We always speak, and I just used it, in absolutes, the always and the never. But are the stories that we tell ourselves, are they true? Or is it a matter of shifting our perspective, of having gratitude for what is inside us and what is around us? Is that really the truth? Is that what matters? And I think that reflection and the ability to pause, and again, even if it is just even if you don't have an hour, if it is a few minutes of being intentional, of breathing, of reflecting, of honoring yourself and how far you've come this year, give that gift to yourself. Because I think that this life train, y'all, this spinning, you know, what did we cover that, uh, Scientists had said that the earth is now spinning faster this year, right? Because of climate change. Things aren't slowing down. And so if we're waiting for everything around us to slow down rather than taking a cue from our exhaustion and slowing ourselves down, then we're not really listening. And I think that the opportunity to pause, to listen, to reflect is indeed a privilege. Because there are a lot of people that don't have the time for that, that literally can't. 
Every second of every day is accounted for to somebody else other than themselves. And so if you do find yourself actually being able to shut down between Christmas and New Year's, being able to spend time that you want to spend time with family and friends, chosen family and friends as well. Make sure to make some time for yourself. What I'm thinking this year is that I am going to, I'm not going to commit to journaling every day, but I am going to commit to writing down my thoughts of how I'm feeling at the end of this year on New Year's. And what my hopes are in what I hope to manifest in 2023, my hopes for myself and my hopes for the world. And I want to check in with those thoughts every couple of months, not as a, well, you need to do this, but just as a moment to say, Did I accomplish what it was that I set out to do? Am I closer? Or have I changed my goals altogether? And being nimble and allowing myself the ability to do that, but I think it's important, particularly as time just seems to move faster, to really take pauses, write things down, do a voice diary, And mark the moments because they are fleeting. So my wish for all of you as we mark this new year is more groundedness, more peace, and more joy that is about not what we can produce, but just steeped in who we are. Finding things that really do give us a spark, give us a light and doing more of that and stumbling through the process of finding what those things are and enjoying being in the present and not, as I said, and I've said to my girlfriend, not future casting, right? Because manifestation is not about future casting. It's about setting your intentions, you know? The past is done. The present is happening and the future is unknown. We can still desire and have desires for things that are, we hope to come. But I find that I prefer to manifest than hope because manifesting to me requires more action and intention. And so I wish for all of you the ability to manifest your intentions and the space to do that, and the care that it takes, the self-care that it takes in order to make that happen. So, dear friends, now with the minutes that we have left, I want to think about, you know, I do this, and I'm sure many of you do this too with your family and friends. I like to do roses and thorns right? The roses and thorns of the year. And we're going to do this, the political style, the roses and thorns of this year, because 
my God, so much has happened. And I, you know, I'm one of those people that do love watching all the year in review shows because so much happens that you actually forget. And it's good to be reminded all of the times that we thought that we were not going to get through, that we were not going to get to the other side, that we did. And I think that that's one of the powerful things about years in review. So roses and thorns, because chronologically, I will never remember all of the things that have happened. A thorn of 2022 was the overturning of Roe v. Wade. 50 years of precedent, a woman and people with uteruses, bodily autonomy, just gone. And I have admonished people for not taking to the streets and staying in the streets in the way, frankly, that the Iranian women and young people are in order to make it known that like they will not be overrun, be told what they can and cannot do. That was a real thorn of the year, to state it mildly. The Rose midterm elections, the pollsters were wrong again. There was no red fucking wave. There wasn't even a red drip. Americans, particularly Gen Z, people of color, black women, did the work that needed to be done and showed up at the polls in mass. Why? Because democracy was on the line. Their lives were on the line. And while mainstream media wanted us to believe that, oh no, it's just the economy and people only care about their gas tank. No, no. People actually care about democracy. The election deniers did not win office in the way that they wanted to. Donald Trump does not have the Midas touch. As a matter of fact, everything that he touches turns into a lawsuit or shit. So that is the highlight, that there is still a spark in all of us, the fight in all of us to hold on to our democracy. And I hope that it continues because I will tell you that the push for authoritarianism and fascism hasn't gone away and hasn't eased up and neither can we. Another thorn, climate change run amok. We saw three quarters of Pakistan underwater. We have seen extreme weather across this country, in Nigeria, in Remote places, in close places, every single storm and fire was historic. And the rose in that is that I think that people are starting to wake up and realize that climate change isn't something that is impending, it is actually happening. And it's one of the reasons why Generation Z came out in mass for midterm elections, because they're like, we're inheriting this planet that you all are turning into a fucking trash heap. And there is no debate with our generation about whether or not it exists. It's like, how long is it going to take you all to get the fuck out of the way so we can actually do something about it? So that to me is a rose. A thorn 
so many mass shootings. So many mass shootings. From Buffalo to Uvalde to Club Q and to the countless, countless shootings in between. America is sick. America has an obscene addiction to guns, to violence. The rose President Biden passed gun safety legislation. Gun safety legislation hasn't been passed in this country for decades. Do I think that it went far enough? No, I don't. Did it ban assault rifles? No, it didn't. It did some things. And so for that, you get a rose. America's infrastructure, crumbling so many ways, thorn. And guess what? The infrastructure is only going to get beaten down more by what? Climate change. The rose, the Biden administration did what the Trump administration said they were going to do, but never did, which was actually pass an infrastructure bill that will begin to reshape this country and make investments, right, into smart technology, green technology, sustainable energies. So for that, get a rose. Donald Trump, Thorne, has continued his crime spree against America, ending the year with selling NFTs, which are now, funny enough, losing value, as is Donald Trump. So that makes sense. And another thorn is, will Merrick Garland do what he needs to do? The rose being the January 6th bipartisan committee did. They laid out with 10 hearings, a million plus documents, hundreds of interviews. Donald Trump knew what he was doing. This wasn't an accident. January 6th wasn't an accident. It was planned. It was premeditated. And done so at the behest of the criminal in chief who wanted to thwart the will of the people and overturn a free and fair election. I can think of no greater crime than to not prosecute Donald Trump. I don't even care if they lose. I want them to try. Because the trying will say more about this country than ignoring it altogether. Folks, there were so many ups and downs. And, you know, we got a little air back in our sails with the midterm elections. No, we didn't keep the House, but they didn't really gain the House either. Anything can happen to five members of Congress, just saying. And it has in the past. And so their margin of victory varies, very slim. What I believe, dear friends, is that America is and has been at a crossroads. It needs to reckon with its past in order to understand its present and chart its future. 
Whether or not we actually do that, I don't know. But what I have said before on Woke AF is that I've let go of my ego in this work. I've let go of the belief that I'm going to see all of the freedoms and the rights and the perfection of this union that I want to see in my lifetime. But the work that I am doing, that each of us are doing, with the platforms that we have created and that have been provided for us, is to move that needle, is to bend that arc even further. And so I wish for you all at the end of this year rest, restoration, rejuvenation, so that we can continue the work together to secure and to fortify our democracy for generations to come. I can't thank you all enough for allowing me to do what it is I believe that I am called to do, which is to be a messenger, which is to use the platform that I have by virtue of you all tuning in each and every day following me, tweeting at me, listening to the show, sharing the shows, giving me the energy to do the work that I believe that I was called to do, which is wake people up to their power and to their purpose. And once they are woke, then they will take their energy to wake up more people. If all of us, right, decide that it is our jobs to educate those once we become educated, to activate those once we become activated, then I believe that we will make it, that we will win. And what does winning look like? It looks like a secure democracy. It looks like children and adults being able to live free in their skin. It looks like people being able to love and declare that love to whomever, wherever. It looks like bodily autonomy. It looks like the best person getting the job, not the person with the most connections and the greatest wealth. It looks like being able to rest while also having the ability to provide for yourself and for those that you love. It looks like being love and receiving love and sharing love. Thank you all for an amazing 2022. I will see you all in the new year. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Happy holidays, friends. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com this is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.